What's up, everybody? This is the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast, now presents, now entering the ring. I totally fucked up my own intro. I'm your host, Clipper Red Dog Miller, but I am the only one here today because the rest of my crew is off. I just, I let them off. It's, it is what we do. Anyway. So this is the three count presents now entering the ring, which means one thing for you. We have a special guest. You have seen this man all over CLW, Cactus League Wrestling, and you may have even known him as the devil's favorite bounty hunter, or as he says, the devil's bounty hunter. This is the man, Jason Dredd. Hey man, what's going on? Hey, I'm excited to have you on, man, especially, you know, former military or actually you're still active duty as of I am. Yeah, I'm, you know, former military myself, man, so it's fun to always get on here and get to talk to people who, you know, serve or is serving, so, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm still, uh, still active duty. I'm about to hit my five-year mark here in December, so. Oh, man. Yeah, I did six. I did six and got out. Tell that's always, awesome, That's what I had a joke about, right? You do just long enough just to get in and just enough to know, like, yep, it's not for me, man, so. Absolutely. It was one of those things. God, my camera's like all messed up. This is the first one I can play with it, where it's like <laughs> live on the air. Anyway, so why don't you tell us a little bit, man? Who is Jason Dredd? Uh, so uh, the person or the wrestler? You do both, man. It's okay. Uh, so uh, Jason Dredd, the good ORN. What's that? As long as you practice good ORN. All right, sounds good. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Basically, I started my training about a year ago under uh, Gino Told You So in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, I trained with uh, Roland Steele, uh, as you interviewed him uh, last week. Yep, friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, so I made my debut match at CLW, as you mentioned, against uh, Rick Luxury and Gino Rivera. Uh, I went on to face Gino in a triple threat match, uh, also against Roland Steele. And uh, now I'm just working my way around the country, trying to get as many states in as possible. And uh, honestly, man, I just like to hurt people if I'm being if I'm being honest. Right on. One of the things that I asked uh, Roland, and uh, he, <laughs> he, was, he was very he was very open about his answer. How did your chain of command take it when you had to go to them and tell them like, hey, <coughs> I need special permission to be a pro wrestler? Uh, so funny story. I actually, uh, I started a couple weeks before Roland did. Um, and I think, let's see, how did it work out? I told them what I wanted to do and they were like, you want to do what? <laughs> and, uh, like my immediate supervisor and I was like, yeah, I want to, want to train to be a professional wrestler. They're like, can't you get hurt from that? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, well, we don't really know. This is like lower chain level. Uh, so I was like, look, you guys can approve people to do uh, MMA, uh, kickboxing, skiing, stuff like that. Like we got a guy that has broke his collar twice skiing and he still gets approved. I think, I think that you can approve me as well. And uh, so that basically kind of went up and had a couple people come to me and like, you're going to be a wrestler, huh? I was like, yes, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Like, come on. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. Like, come on. Uh, but everybody has since um, since we started, they've been pretty uh, open about it. Uh, I'd say that the majority of my support actually comes from my job. I get asked about it 
almost every day or somebody makes a comment and they say that they're going to body slam me and you know, st- stupid stuff like that. But uh, I find it enjoyable because uh, that just means that they're, that they're following me and that they're, that they are behind me regardless of uh, their own personal feelings about it. Right. I mean, there's nothing better than having like your own unit uh, support you. I know that like, even when I made my, my, uh, my announcement, cause I just started training um, in January. So I've, I've, Trust me, I, I'm well aware. All my friends had, I was actually, by the time this airs, people, it'll be kind of old news, but I was supposed to, I went into my surgeon because I had a lower abdomen injury and everybody was like, what, what happened? Or like, it's Miller. What do you think happened? Everybody was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's Miller. But I get it, man. So especially when you have to go through that, you have to go all the way up to the commander and your commander just kind of looks at you like, yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a very fun conversation. I will say that it was very interesting. Yeah, the little sign tab. On. Did you? So, like for me, like I, um, I had to get special permission to do uh, mixed martial arts. So mm-hmm. I, I knew that. Yeah, and same thing. High yep. risk activity forms. High risk, and they love to have the little sign here sticker tabs. And I remember walking in with my uh, my paper and handed it to my uh, my commander, and he was just like, "You want to do what?" And I was like. I, I want to fight people. <laughs> like, hey, you guys don't let me do it here, so. Can't punch my NCO, so I want to punch somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's that's awesome, man. But, um, so, like, what, I guess, like, what inspired you to get into the business, and then, then what drives you to keep pushing into the business? Uh, so, initially, uh, you know, a lot of people will say that there was, like, there was one match or one moment where they were like, yeah, that's what I want to do. For me, it wasn't really like one match or one moment. It was just, uh, uh, it was more of a combination of things and you can't really see my hands because I I talk with my hands a lot. Uh, It was just a combination of things uh, culminating from the time that I was about six. So I got into wrestling a little bit late, but, uh, and I tell the story everywhere. My great, great grandmother, uh, let me preface this by saying I grew up in the mid South, uh, just South of Memphis. So Oh yeah. You can't really talk about wrestling without bringing up Memphis, right? So my grandparent, my great grandmother was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, like she was 86 when she passed away and she passed away full kayfabe. Like, yeah, if that tells you anything. So I remember she got to a point in where her health had degraded so much that she couldn't get out of bed. And I went to visit her. Uh, she lived right down the road from me. Uh, she, I got to, in bed and I was, I was sitting next to her and Friday night Smackdown was on. And I remember I was six years old at the time, but I still remember this very vividly. I'm looking at the TV and I have no idea. I'd never watched wrestling before ever. And it was Mr. Kennedy versus Scotty Too Hottie in Smackdown. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is cool. And my 86-year-old grandmother looks over at me. She goes, he's really whipping his ass, huh? <laughs> so from then on, I was like, I was hooked. It was like, it was like crap to me at that point. I was like, I got to, I want to watch this. Like, I want to learn about it. And so I did. I uh, started watching it religiously uh, around 2012. I kind of fell off a little bit. Didn't really watch it that much. Uh, got back into it after uh, I got uh, married and moved out on my own. I got back into it. Uh, started going to some shows here in Albuquerque where I was introduced to the one and only Gino told you so. Uh, 
and there was a couple of schools here at the time, but I didn't have the money for it. I was a, a married uh, airman, uh, senior or A1C, no money and uh, too much to do. So I didn't really pick it up until last year, whenever Gino opened up his own school. And uh, I guess what drives me now is that, uh, you know, I've, I haven't always been in the best shape. Uh, I haven't always done things that are uh, for me. And this is going to sound really selfish, but I really, I do it for me because I've told myself plenty of times growing up that this is something that I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. If I quit now, then I'm just going to fail myself like I always have. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to myself. And I'm going to show my wife and my daughter that it doesn't matter where you come from, as long as you know where you're going. And as long as you stay on that path, you can achieve anything that you want. And I know that sounds corny. It sounds terrible, uh, but it's the truth. And uh, honestly, uh, as you should be familiar with, because uh, you were prior military, mental health is a big, big deal. Uh, and that's something that I've always been passionate about. And I hit a pretty low point in my life uh, right before I started training. Uh, and I got to say that wrestling actually uh, saved me uh, from doing the unthinkable. And right now, that's what keeps me sane. It's what keeps me grounded. And uh, every time I step in that ring, it's like I'm a different person. All my worries, my stressors, my fears, they disappear. And I become somebody completely different. And uh, it's it, that's honestly, that's what keeps me going. That's awesome, man. I mean, it, and, and I know a lot of people want me to be like, what? But wrestling is an art form. And sometimes, like, when you get in there, like, you just see the picture get painted in front of you and everything just kind of disappears. And that's like, that's, I see the same thing. So trust me, Absolutely. you know, I jumped in, I jumped in late, dude. I was 35 or 34, I turned 35 next week, man, on September 6th. So, you know, people want to send me a happy belated birthday, but I mean, thank you. But yeah, so I, I totally understand that, like, that sanity thing, man, where like, especially when the military just kind of like keeps beating you down and then you're just like, man, I just, I just need an outlet. And yeah. Yeah, as soon as you step into those ropes, man, like, it, you know, you, you wipe your feet off, and then you get in a ring, and then literally it feels like the world is just mm -hmm. off. Uh, exactly, exactly. So, man, my other question for you, man, is, you know, you, you've been in the business for about a year, so let's pretend like you're in a time machine, and we go five years in the, into the future. Where do you see yourself at? Ooh, that's a tough one. Five years from now. Uh, so honestly, I see myself as uh, one of the most undeniable people on the indie scene, if I haven't already made it. Uh, when, and you should know what I mean when I say make it. Uh, obviously, that's everybody's ultimate goal is, uh, is to make it. Uh, but even if I don't, man, I still hope that I'm uh, traveling the world, not just uh, in this, this, this region, uh, uh, the southwest region. But, uh, you know, I'd like to go and break into uh, my hometown area of uh, the East Coast and Canada, I want to go to Europe and wrestle. And uh, honestly, man, like, I don't know where this road is going to take me. Uh, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. It's a good thing about like the, the like military mentality is that like, you just like hurry up and wait, but then Absolutely. you're, you're uh, adaptable to like everything that gets thrown at you. So you're right. It's great though, man. It's cool to see that someone just like, you know, you're driven and you're focused and you just, but you're, you're also living in the moment, you know what I mean? And that's like, that's Absolutely. a thing to do. Um, so, you know, besides like living in the moment, man, like what advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Ooh. Stick with it. Uh, the first day of practice is always the hardest. Um, 
And I got to say, you know, there's times where everybody thinks like, man, is this, is this really for me? Uh, but I guess just keep an open mind and uh, understand that wrestling is subjective. It's not for everybody. Uh, you don't know if it's for you until you've really gave it a try. Uh, what does the bearded lady say? Try it three times or something like that, where it's like the first time doesn't really count. The second time is a maybe and the third time to see if you really like it. So, uh, yeah, man, like a lot of people, they hit that first bump and they quit. And uh, it sucks because you see a lot of guys come in that have a lot of potential and they don't stick it out. Um, I'd like to say just stick it out as long as you possibly can and uh, make sure make sure you're doing the right thing, whether it's uh, whether it is for you, whether it's not for you. Just make sure you make the right choice. Man, I, I, you can not preach that anymore. I've seen, like, I actually started, I remember when I first started training, the first week I was there, there was, like, maybe, like, 10 people. The next week, they're, like, 35. And I was, like, oh, man, how am I ever going to learn to do anything in this ring? And then, like, the next week, there was, there was seven. <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, okay, I, this is where we're at. <laughs> yep. That happens a lot. Man, so then tell me a little bit, I mean, what's been the hardest part about wrestling between your CDCs and ring psychology? Like, what's tougher? Ring psychology, for sure. Ring psychology, honestly. Uh, my CDCs were pretty basic, and I knocked them out as quick as possible uh, just because, like, I was fresh out of tech school, so I knew everything, quote, knew everything and uh, just plays through them as fast as possible. Uh, but ring psychology is, is a different beast, man. Like, cause uh, you can look at it one way and then this person looks at it you know, a completely different way. Uh, like what one fan likes, another fan hates. And I'm a, I'm a technical guy. I don't, I, I can do some high flying Lucha. I prefer more ground-based style wrestling. But a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't like the Regals. They don't like the, uh, let's see who else, the Malinkos. They don't like that anymore. The, you know, they want the spot monkey, you know, spot, 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 uh, which is fine. Uh, but you have to appease to like everybody. And uh, like I said, what one person likes, this person hates. What this person thinks is a great match, this person thinks it sucked. So I think that aspect of it has always been kind of difficult for me to grasp. Uh, I'm working on it, thankfully. But uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say ring psychology is, whew, it's a different beast. Yeah, I trust you, man. Like besides going to like my trainer and all the YouTube videos that I watch and all the film study that I have, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's intense. And I was one of those guys, man, like in my career field when I was in the military, we had, uh, we had three CDC volumes and you were supposed mm -hmm. to complete them in six months. And then they, then they attached another one on top of us, like right towards, like right before I got out, they attached another PDC to us. And I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so oh God. I definitely, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I was a, I, I was a, a wave maker for the right and the wrong reasons. Like I did it because I knew what I could get away with, but then I also didn't push that hard because I was like, yeah, pick and choose your battles, man. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with uh, do what your stripes can handle? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I was a, I was a, e, I was a, I got out as an E4. Um, for those who don't know, it's a senior airman. Um, E4 mafia for life. 
<laughs> yeah, call it. Uh, we were joking about it. We called it uh, Chief Senior Airman of the Air, Air Force. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wasn't in that long. I was six years. I only was. I was only. I was only E four for. Um, yeah, I think it was like three, thirty two years, something like that. I don't remember. But I remember yeah. like people making fun of me all the time, and like I missed uh, the first time I tested for staff. I missed. Uh, I missed by. I think it was like half a point. I think I missed. Ooh, it. I missed about ten. Oh damn! We'll see. We'll see where I'm at this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next year, um, the score I got the year before um, would have got me staff the following year, and I missed it by like I think I missed that one by point one seven. So I was like, I'm done. Jesus. I don't want to try this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I understand um, that. Yeah, man. So tell us about like, uh, where do you plan? Like, like where? Where's one of the big places that you want to go wrestle at? Oh, let's see. Uh, well, I think uh, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, and uh, AEW would all be, uh, especially AEW, I feel like would be a good fit for me. Um, I'm a smaller guy, so uh, I full respect for WWE, obviously. Love to work there, but uh, I feel like for me personally, AEW would be uh, like my heaven, just because I am a smaller, more technical guy. And uh, you see a lot of different styles in AEW or even uh, NXT. Um, places like that, they give you a little bit more uh, freedom to to experiment with styles and, and stuff like that. So uh, you don't have to be a big, humongous uh, Braun Strowman, you know, to get over or, or get booked and stuff like that. So uh, talking about big companies, it's definitely somewhere like Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, or AEW. Now, is there a guy in each of those promotions, let's go ROH, New Japan and AEW that you would want to work with? Uh, let's see. Hmm. I think the first thing that comes to mind uh, with AEW has got to be Sean Spears. I met him in person and uh, I've seen him work like in person at a, a CLW show and He's a very impressive guy, and I would love, love, love to work with him one day. Yeah, I'm trying not to get shocked by that, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should hear it in person uh, if you haven't. Uh, have you seen – do you watch the episode um, – I know we're going to talk – we're going to plug another show here, uh, the Chris Van Vliet show, right? I haven't. So he – so Chris Van Vliet interviewed uh, Sean Spears, and they, uh, he got in a ring with him. With him and Tyler Breeze, I don't know if you know, but they have their own wrestling school called Flatbacks. And uh, man, like <laughs> Van Vliet took 20 chops, 10 students, two chops apiece, and then took two more from Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears. And it oh, jeez, brutal, Just brutal. No, thank you. But it was no, so awesome. Let's say, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So. That kind of wraps up for like this kind of question part that we have, but we do have what's called a 10 count questions, Ben. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. It's just rapid fire first thought that comes to mind. So are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully. Right. Put on the imaginary timer. Bing. And our first question is Batman or Superman? Batman. Friday night, what are you doing? I'm probably sleeping. Last show you binge watched? Uh, Cora, Legend of Cora. Oh, right on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I just actually just get ready to check that out. Uh, Hogan or Macho Man? Macho Man. 
All right, man, you're on a deserted island. You can only take three things. What are those three things? Uh, a raft, a lighter, and a tent. There you go, man. That's what you need. Favorite cartoon? Mm, Avatar The Last Airbender. Let's go. I'm in with that. Uh, favorite drink? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Okay. Uh, Sting or Undertaker? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Undertaker. All right. And my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on our show, favorite curse word? Uh, can I say it? Yeah. Uh, I'll say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're supposed to say, right? I mean, as okay. a military person, that's like, that's like drinking water, man. It just flows right out. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that does for like this three count part, man. Ten count questions. So just let all of our people know where they can find you. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook at Jason Dredd. That's J A S O N D R E D D. I also have a YouTube channel under the same name. I'm also on Instagram at Jason Dredd Official. I also have a Pro Wrestle Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jason Dredd where you can pick up this badass shirt. All right. Also sell uh, stickers and backpacks right now. Uh, so you can find me at any one of those. Just shoot me a friend request, and uh, yeah, let's 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 get to know each other. It is a badass shirt, though. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I, it's I love the shirt. It's amazing. I bet, man. All right, but that is the Three Count Podcast now entering the ring, featuring Jason Red. I am your host, as always, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and tune into the next episode. So be there or. Be somewhere else. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.